everyone's worried about losing their job. But the things that we cannot reproduce in AI are things like empathy and humility. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're going to talk about an amazing topic, uh, one that I feel I'm going to learn a lot from. I Especially, uh, this is being recorded. We're coming back from the break. I feel like a lot of people did a lot of nothing, which you are you deserved. Um, but you know, now that we're getting back into things, it's how to stay productive, uh, ways to think about that. And uh, so today, we're welcoming you to the show. She is a culturally focused productivity consultant whose mission is to help teams get things done and in Enjoy the journey. Teresa Ward, welcome to the show. Hey, Chase. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you as well. And you know, the people that listen to this in two months when it comes out are going to be like, wow, that was a while ago. But I guess, what's your journey? How did you uh, end up here in this niche helping people with productivity? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's been a, a meandering path <laughs> for sure. I grew up in Ohio. So I'm a fellow Midwestern, <laughs> Midwesterner like you. And, you know, that Midwestern work ethic is uh, definitely part of my original story, right? So it was kind of just like graduate college, get a job, work hard, don't think about much else. I initially out of school, uh, after getting a communications degree, got a, like just a cold calling sales job for financial technology, um, cybersecurity software, and you know enjoyed it because it was something that allowed me to be ambitious and I learned new things and it was interesting. And I got to talk to a lot of different people, um, all e-commerce merchants. And it was a small company. So they let me wear a lot of different hats and do a lot of different things. I ended up doing some of the sales training, sales management, helping them with the revamp of the website, helping with some advisory boards, and then moved down to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, worked for a much bigger company in financial technology, did everything from product management and product innovation to product training. So I got a lot of different exposure, but it was all within this financial services and financial technology space and just got realized I was really deep and not very wide. You know, I knew all the acronyms, right? And all the technical jargon, but I was really interested to see what else was out there. So in 2017, I uh, left to kind of diversify my portfolio, went out on my own and started doing some projects with, gosh, everything from healthcare, hospitality, utilities, creative agencies. And what was so interesting as I just kind of worked on some random projects with these <laughs> relatively random clients is I saw all of these patterns um, from both small and large businesses, regardless of industry, regardless of the type of team that I was working with, whether it was a creative team or a technical team, there are just these like human patterns that hold true for all of us. So from like a sociological or a anthropological perspective, I was really fascinated. And so what I'm working on now as a productivity consultant is how to help all these different teams, regardless of, you know, if you're a small business leader or you work for a big organization or, you know, whatever industry you might be coming from or going into, 
that there are just things that help us be more productive, be more impactful. And that second part of my mantra, right? Enjoy the journey, have better relationships, collaborate, communicate better. So it's everything from, you know, little lunch and learn workshops on like how to color code your calendar all the way to, you know, some in-depth projects where I will help build standard operating procedures, you know, for a healthcare organization. Awesome. Uh, so that's that's the quick and dirty. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to go all the way back to the beginning of that. You know, being from Ohio, you're not a Midwesterner, you're a Buckeye. So don't forget it. <laughs> you're one of the lucky ones that, that can talk about that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I think productivity is, is an amazing uh, part of the journey of entrepreneurship. And it's something mm-hmm. that really it gets in your, it gets in your head. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to kind of break down into it. Nobody likes insurance, but everybody should have it. Mistakes do happen. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 70,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention Honest E-Commerce to get your first month absolutely free. So the first thing I want to ask you is like, what I guess would be... How would you approach like the difference between productivity and efficiency? And like, how should I as kind of, you know, an entrepreneur think about those terms? Yeah. I realize that when I tell people I'm a productivity consultant, they get a little worried. Like they think I'm going to be analyzing their every minute of every day, or they think I am focused on efficiency, which is a very factory sounding term, right? It's not a very human sounding term. Yeah. I mean, last night I just watched uh, a Modern Marvels episode. By the way, all Modern Marvels are on YouTube now. Uh, so that's how I've been spending my time. But I watched <laughs> one on uh, Ford's uh, assembly line and how oh, yeah. the efficiencies of it. And it was it was exactly. insane to me. Uh, but I'll, I'll let you get back into it. But I'm sure there'll be some parallels I can draw from that. Sure, sure. Yeah. So that that's all about mass amounts of output. It's certainly not about thriving or relationship or joy. So the the root right of productivity produce. Hmm. You know what? What else? Like when you think about produce, right? Uh, it's fruit. It's bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. So when I think about productivity, I think about like your your impact in the world, and you you know where how are you bearing fruit for the world, whatever your personal purpose is or whatever your personal mission might be, as opposed to efficiency is really about like mass output, a lot of you know sameness, not not a lot of room for diversity, and again, not a lot of room for relationship. Yep. So I think there are times, right? There are times for efficiency. There are times when we can streamline operational procedures to minimize friction. And that's great. And I, and I love that part. And that comes sort of very natural to me as like a left-brained person. But along the way, if you're not incorporating concepts like self-awareness and personality types and collaboration techniques with your colleagues and your coworkers, then you can have very efficient output and also be very miserable. Yeah. So I will uh, just kind of give you a quick summary of what happened uh, at Ford Factories is they got so efficient and they were producing so much uh, product. They were producing, obviously, the Model T. 
uh, that factory workers were actually quitting uh, <laughs> because they were just a cog in the machine <laughs> and yeah. they had absolutely no enjoyment from their job. Uh, and then you fast forward a couple of years to uh, what happened in Japan and Toyota's concept of lean manufacturing, where yep. they gave ownership to the team members. You know, they because what Ford did was uh, go so so into the process, like every little thing, so dialed down, was so mm-hmm. just processed and SOP'd out within that process. Mm-hmm. Whereas with lean manufacturing, it was like, all right, well, you're going to do like this part of it, but you're also going to learn everything else. And then the goal is to like, how do we do it better and more efficient? And they gave ownership to the team. And it was just the morale was so much higher. And mm-hmm. nowadays, lean manufacturing facilities are actually outproducing uh, the older uh, concepts of assembly line that GM hmm. and Ford had. That's, that's fascinating. I, thank you so much for sharing that. It really is all about finding that balance. Yeah. It, and especially now, right, with um, technological advances, AI, you can get so efficient that, you know, everyone's worried about losing their job. But the things that we cannot reproduce in AI are things like empathy and humility. So I think those are skills that can make us actually more productive, meaning it can make us more impactful in the world. And once you get that process down, then what else do you want to pay attention to? Where else do you want to spend your energy? Yeah. Businesses are the most successful when they own their data, customer relationships, and their growth. That's why more than 50,000 e-commerce brands like Living Proof, Huckberry, and Solo Stove trust Klaviyo to deliver their ideal customer experience. Klaviyo is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and all sizes. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, you'll get everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. If you're tired of relying too heavily on paid advertising or third-party marketplaces for your sales success, you're not alone. It's time to take back control of the customer experience. More and more online businesses are moving to Klaviyo to grow higher-value customer relationships through personalized email and SMS marketing. And the results are staggering. On what's typically the biggest weekend of the year for online retailers last Cyber Weekend alone, brands made nearly $1 billion in sales through Klaviyo's platform. That's 3.1% of total online sales that were powered by Klaviyo. Ready to drive future sales and higher customer lifetime value with a marketing platform built for your long-term growth? Get a free trial at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. I think that just me, you know, I being an entrepreneur and, you know, the agency is now going on six years, I think, in... And you know, after year two or three, we realized what this concept of an SOP was. Hmm. Um, and I think what most people, when they hear about that, they get overwhelmed by trying to document their processes. Hmm. And I think that there's a fine line in in process documentation as well, to where you can over document, and you mm-hmm. are now you're working yourself into a box, and mm-hmm. it's not something that you really need to like. You don't need to go that granular. I think it's one of those things where you like you're you're 
usually, unless you're automating it, like you're going to be giving this to a human being that has knowledge and they, and they have experiences that they're going to bring to the table, and they might have opinions on how things are happening. They might make it more efficient or more, uh, you know, the the whatever is produced might be more valuable at the end of the day, and you know, giving them some level of autonomy to like get things done. You know, I, I like to believe in delegating outcomes and not necessarily tasks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's. I think some of the problems that we run into when we over-document or you know box ourselves in too much is we didn't really identify the true nature of the problem, nor did we identify the purpose or the end goal. Right. So if you can get to the outcome without a process, that's okay. <laughs> uh, if you can, you know, what's most important about documenting is like where you start, right? So what's going on? What's the current state situation? What do we think the problem is? And then doing some relatively low fidelity prototyping of solutions, you know, just again, kind of that quick and dirty approach and then seeing if it works, if it gets you to the outcome before you try and make everything too perfect and too clean and, you know, have this like 700 step process, keeping again, that human element in it really, really important. Yeah. I think that that just becomes kind of, uh, Nobody wants to learn a 700 step process. Uh, that's that's a little overwhelming. Maybe NASA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we'll we'll let them have their really, you know, thick manuals and detailed um, processes, but as we say in the rest of the world, it's not rocket science, right? No, not at all. <laughs> what do all e-commerce stores have in common? That's right, customers, and those customers are going to have questions. Gorgeous is the leading e-commerce help desk with over 5,500 customers on Shopify, Magento, and BigCommerce. Their software is built with machine learning to optimize your support system and allow your team to save time and money on repetitive inquiries while still remaining personalized. What it does is take all of your customers' insights and information, brings it into their amazing dashboard so you can solve your customer's problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest to get your second month free. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. So uh, most of the listeners are are younger, s- small to medium-sized businesses. You know, a shout out to any enterprise brands listening to this. If you are, email me. I like want to know why you're listening. Not really, not really, but um, <laughs> the so it's mostly younger audience. So what would what would be your advice to you know a solopreneur that's building a new brand and they're you know they're essentially wearing every hat and they can feel overwhelmed uh, by just their to do list. Mm, man, I, I know the feeling. If I use the term Eisenhower matrix, does that ring a bell for you, Chase? No, I'm ready to learn. Okay. So because this is just an audio medium, of course, you know, <laughs> Google it, right? And if you Google Eisenhower matrix, you will see this two by two grid. And the the myth or the legend goes that this is how President Eisenhower sort of framed his day and decided what to get done on any given day uh, and what to delay or delegate or just take off his to-do list altogether. As you can imagine, it's a very overwhelming position for both a a military uh, person and executive leader to to deal with. So in the top 
left quadrant are things that are both important and urgent. So important means it's going to actually help you get towards your goals. Your goal may be to launch your brand, to you know hit a certain revenue target, whatever that is, right? So it's important because it's on the way to actually hitting your goals. And it's urgent because there is some kind of deadline or time frame around it. Then the items on your to-do list that are important, but not urgent, you put in the top right quadrant. So those are things that you are going to decide to delay. You're going to either do it tomorrow, do it next week, do it next month. So when I say like things that are important, but not urgent, um, oftentimes that's like call your grandma or build your retirement plan. It's things that are important for relationships or it's important for a long-term strategy. But if you don't do it today, there's not really going to be a negative impact. Or if you don't do it this week, there's not really going to be a negative impact. In the bottom left quadrant, you put things on your to-do list that you can delegate. So these are things that are urgent, but not important. So these are things that definitely have a time frame around them, but they aren't necessarily aligned with your goals. So Chase, that might be something like picking up your clothes from the dry cleaner or uh, going to the bank or, you know, you and I were talking about like tax forms earlier, right? Things that have a deadline, but sometimes they can get in the way of us using our best brain. I love like Instacart, for example, I delegate my grocery shopping to somebody else because it saves me time, but I need new milk in the fridge. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it absolutely does make sense. Since 2004, Avalara's vision has been to harness the power of cloud technology to help simplify sales tax for businesses of all sizes. Avalara solutions are designed to affordably scale with businesses as they grow over time. Tax compliance is not a revenue generating activity. So Avalara's technology is designed to help you manage compliance as efficiently and accurately as possible so you can reclaim your valuable time and reduce risk in your business. With more than 1,000 signed partner integrations, Avalara likely integrates with the ERP, e-commerce, mobile payment, and point-of-sale systems you use today. Find out how your business can be sales tax ready at avalara.com slash honest. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Avalara. Tax compliance done right. And then in the bottom right-hand quadrant is the things that you really just need to delete. And that can be because they are neither important nor urgent, like zoning out on puppy videos on YouTube. <laughs> um, social media is a big one that you know. usually I encourage people to put in the bottom right-hand quadrant. But it can also be things that we just think we're supposed to be doing that we have to take a fresh look at. That's like, why, why do I feel like, again, another social media example, why do I feel like I have to be posting on Instagram stories six times a day? Is that really important for my business goals? Is that really something that has any kind of urgency around it? Uh, maybe that's just something that I feel like everyone else is doing, so I should be doing. But if you give yourself a, a week of a digital detox, right, you might get a lot of other things done. So that's much easier to understand visually than it is just me rattling off a bunch of those words. But hopefully, you can get a bit of a, a picture in your head about the Eisenhower matrix. So that's that's my best favorite tool for helping you figure out what what to do with your to-do list. 
Oh, I, yeah, I think that's amazing. And I, my, my favorite of that, uh, of those quadrants is definitely the lower right uh, where you're deleting stuff. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, there's, there's some other ones out there where it's like, it's uh, like document, delegate, and delete was another one that's kind of similar that mm-hmm. I've heard before. And it's that, it's that deletion and that termination of, of things that you don't need to do, which I think is like the, probably the number one thing that can help you out because it just frees up time to focus on things that are actually important. I think what, I find a lot with small brands is they're struggling not because uh, you know they have a bad idea or they they don't have product market fit yet. It's just because they are doing too much at once and they need to be focusing eighty percent of their time on that one or two things that are actually moving the needle for the brand. Just because you know competitors or other people, like you said, are posting on Instagram stories, they're doing YouTube videos, they're writing two blogs a week, they're doing X, Y, and Z. Like yeah. that's cool for them because they have grown to that place. Like you need to figure out what you can do now. What what effort can I put in that tangibly will return a positive result out? And most of the time in e-commerce, it's like, okay, what's a marketing channel that will guarantee me sales, right? Once you figure that out, you can get to the next level. Mm-hmm. I think what's hardest about that is that often we as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we rely on sort of like our gut feeling or you know one or two somewhat unreliable data points to measure, hey, is this working or not working? Right. So, like you post something on social media and it gets a bunch of likes, and you're like, yeah, this is working, as opposed to really documenting on a weekly basis. This week, I did X, Y, and Z, and this was the return that I was getting. So, there's a book that I would recommend for your audience called Essentialism. Do you know it? Have you heard of that book? I haven't. It's going to go on my never ending to read list. (laughs) It's pretty short. Like, you could read it on a short flight um, or listen to it on a short road trip. It's by Greg McEwen. And he talks about basically saying no to 90% of things so that you can really prioritize what's going to move the needle. So it's exactly what you're talking about. He gives some great concrete examples. So um, having one or two or three goals that you are laser focused on for the year, the quarter, the month, whatever, that's really all that you know a business can handle. That's really all that our brains can handle too. So that's a resource that I would recommend. And then there's a framework called OKRs. I didn't obviously come up with any of this stuff. This is all just my sort of secondhand research compiled and, and processed for your audience. But OKRs stands for Objectives and Key Results. And again, if you Google that, it will give you some great frameworks for tracking your goals with measurable metrics that really indicate, am I spending my time where I need to be? Am I being productive? Am I bearing the fruit that I want to bear? Oh yeah, I've I've learned this the hard way, right? Because you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start a blog, right? And people are telling me, oh, you need to put content out there. But the amount of time that it takes me to come up with the idea, to write the blog, to proofread it, to put it up on WordPress, to market it, and then it's like, well. Yeah, even if there's a certain number of people reading it, like, is it really worth all that time when I consider what a billable hour is worth? Um, so those are things that I'm constantly evaluating and constantly shuffling around that Eisenhower matrix between like, oh, I'm going to do this today, but mm, next week I'm going to delay it. And then I might even just delete it altogether. Yeah, um, that OKRs, that kind of reminds me of uh, the EOS system, uh, by yep. tr- the traction system. That's kind of what we run 
at the agency, but we we took the framework because that's definitely built for like an enterprise level company. Uh, we dumbed that framework down and made it work for us. That's usually what we do with most systems out there. There's a cheat sheet. Read books about whatever you're thinking about your financial system, your uh, operational system for your business, even marketing, and just you know, there's usually frameworks in there that you can just modify and make it work for your business. I agree. That's probably my favorite pro productivity hack is just cheat. Someone else has already done it. You know, you're not inventing the wheel here ever. <laughs> well, you said you said dumb down and cheat, which sounds so negative, but really you're simplifying and streamlining. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just have a I have the a personality that, that uses the wrong words, but you know, it's yeah, it's just uh, it, you don't need to reinvent the wheel ever. That's the hardest way to get started. It's just like there are courses out there, there are uh, books out there, there are consultants that you can talk to that are just like, yeah, here's a framework, mm-hmm. make this work for your use case. Yeah, and and communities, right? Um, that you don't have to necessarily pay for, but that are out there, you know. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. I so many uh, so many of the uh, the you know processes that are going on w- within our business were given to us by other agencies that we're friends with that were just yeah. we're like we're struggling with this. They're like, oh, that's easy because we do this, and we're like, well, thank you. Isn't that so nice? That generosity mentality instead of the scarcity mentality of like, oh, this is my system and you know, you can't copy off of my <laughs> paper. Uh I, I love the ment- the win-win mentality, right? The pie is big enough for all of us. Oh yeah. I mean I was uh I had the scarcity mentality a long time ago. Uh right mm-hmm. when the agency got started, I was still struggling yeah. with it. And actually Kurt Elster uh, from the unofficial Shopify podcast, he's been on here before. He's a great mentor and friend of mine, and he like just beat it into my head. He was like, "Your best partners are who you think is your competition right now." He's like, "Get that out of your mind. There's enough fish. There's enough fish in the sea, like you said. That abundance mentality, and like I worked towards that, and it was you know that changed the trajectory of my life." I absolutely agree. Um, I have had that personal experience, and I continue to. Yeah, share that wisdom with others. So that's that's really really great advice. Awesome. All right. So just taking from that, I guess my advice to anyone listening would be, uh, you know, go find some other young brands that are out there hustling, trying to trying to figure it out, and you know, form like a little mastermind around it, or just a group where you guys are getting coffee once a week, or getting on Zoom or Skype or whatever, mm-hmm. and just talking through like, hey, these are the issues I'm working on. Because I guarantee, like, two or three other people in that group are like, oh, I already solved that. This is how I did it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with kind of that in mind, what advice would you like to leave uh, for for our audience? You know, people that are out there trying to kind of do that zero to one, get things off the ground, or maybe they're already off the ground. They're trying to get to that next level, try to hire some team members. Uh, you know, how can they stay productive? What should they be thinking about? Oh gosh, so many good options. <laughs> Here's where I would start. I would start by investing in self-awareness. And so that can be anything from like a personality quiz, <laughs> not the kind on BuzzFeed, but you know, finding your own tendencies. My favorite, one of my favorites is from Gretchen Rubin. She has a quiz called the four tendencies. And it's all about how you respond to expectations, how you make and break habits. And you're either, oh, let's see if I can remember the four. It's you're an obliger, a rebel, a questioner, or an upholder. And it's it'll take like 10 minutes online. And this one's actually free. So it's it's very accessible. And when you find out more about yourself, you I think are able to, whether you're a solopreneur trying to do it all yourself, or you are a 
you know, member of a, a leader of a small team or a member of a team, you're able to identify your tendencies and how you can work better together with your own brain or with other people on your team. So if you understand self-awareness and spend some time in that, you'll realize, oh, this really bothers me because I'm an introvert or because I'm an extrovert or because I love spontaneity or because I love routine. And if we understand that about ourselves and we can invest in our relationships, then I think that helps us just get over some of those interpersonal hurdles that prevent us from being productive. That's amazing. Uh, you've you've shared so many golden little nuggets of like extra resources to check out, or or you know taking this test like you just said. We're gonna make sure we can add all that stuff into the show notes. Yeah, I'll send you the links. Awesome. And now, if people are interested in learning more about you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, so probably the best way would be to follow along uh, with me on LinkedIn. So you can follow either the Fiery Feather as a company. That's where I put most of my updates share advice, helpful articles, books, things like that, or feel free to connect with me directly. I do also post some things on Instagram, um, depending on where that lands on my Eisenhower matrix on any given day, uh, at the fiery feather. Awesome. Teresa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Chase. Best of luck. Take care. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.